podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's the kid Double H from Live Trending, just trying to stay alive. We record the podcast Tuesday. You hear it on Tuesday if you're a Patreon or maybe you're just on the West Coast and I've posted early. Maybe you'll hear it Wednesday morning if you're in the UK or I don't know what time this drops in Australia. But shout out to the world that listens to the pod. Um, I'm at Daniel to look. Half hope, where can people find you if they want Half to? Halfhopefootballhots.com. And, and obviously, as the season has started, I'll be updating the rankings, the Brick Academy, and the eye test scores. So, Has the Bob Marley podcast dropped yet? Bro, I will, I will, I will drop it either today or tomorrow. Just that, bro. Like, literally, I've just been exhausted, man. Follow us on Patreon every if you can. $3 a month, yeah, you get access to our Discord, to a back catalog of podcasts that is nowhere else, really. And yeah, so just join. So where do we start this week? Actually, you know what, let's, should we go into, get into the main course or have a starter first? Starter first. Okay. So, starter, do you feel, from what you've seen of Arsenal and Liverpool, they can challenge City or is it too small of a sample size? Nobody's gonna challenge City. That's what I feel. I don't know Shop anything looks yet. Good, though. It's Shop, too Shop early in look, the season. Looks good. I mean, teams look good, but City have a one hundred percent record. They look like dropping points maybe once, and like Haaland's back to scoring hat tricks. Like nobody's gonna beat City in the league format as long as they have Pep and money and a striker who can score two three every game. So. They're doing it without De Bruyne. Like, the City are a machine. I, I don't expect any team to challenge them realistically. The real race is who can get the other four spots in the top five. Spurs seemingly are ahead of schedule based on what people thought ahead of this, uh, before the season. Liverpool have caught up and they're performing better than they were last year. United and Chelsea are in this weird space. And then we'll see how good Brighton are. Can they sustain themselves? Newcastle, etc. So that's far more interesting to me than the top. I think the top is a fait accompli. It's a small sample size, but I said before the season started, City are going to win. And even if it's only four games, I haven't seen enough from Liverpool or Arsenal. That's okay, these guys, you can really challenge City. I think Spurs what is crazy Spurs... and what is worrying, though... Mm. No, what is worrying though is I know I know it's only two points, but you don't want a gap. City have known to cut on a 10-point lead, a seven-point lead. So if basically if we get to like December or we get like to night to week at 919 and there's like a six, seven points gap, then just Done. call it, bro. Call it. Yeah. <laughs> so. And in in the games you would think City would drop points. Which mm. not even think, but like where they could theoretically, the big games they play Liverpool, they play United in a derby game, they play maybe I would I can't even say Chelsea at this point. They play a Newcastle, which they've already done, I think. Mm. Um, like in those games, you would still favor City to win, not even just to draw. So, and then can you put points in Liverpool's total, or 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 can you put points in their pocket? Against any team, not guaranteed, not nailed down. So mm. everything is set up again for City to, I think, win four or five in a row. So 
Yeah, I'm not. I you're. I I understand the intent of your question, but I think I reject the premise of can city be challenged. I don't even think that's worth considering up until someone proves that they can. So, so and okay, and, and, and and just quickly, like Arsenal last season got off to they had fifty points after nineteen games, mm. so they were on pace for a hundred points, and they still got hawked. Like yeah. in the and and in the latter part of the season, City chased them down. No team, I would think, is going to start out with a on pace for a hundred points to start the season this year, except maybe City. We'll see how Champions League affects things and how multiple games in a week affect things. But City squad is good and deep enough to sustain themselves. So, so, so let me ask this then. So, do you think Arsenal have gotten worse? Xhaka out and Havertz in, and then Rice at the end. <laughs> if that's the criteria, like is Havertz a, a worse player than Xhaka? Seemingly, yes, especially <laughs> to the Arsenal team. Um, but I think they've they've improved in other areas. You know. I think Rice, again, is, is a good addition. I mean, he won them the game against United, mm. so that was good. And this is one of the weird things. When I was listening to the post-match on NBC Sports, they were saying, this is why they bought Declan Rice. This is why they paid $100 million <laughs> for him. I was like, you don't pay $100 million for a DM to score goals. So, like, that analysis yeah, of, like, this yeah, is, this, this is why they paid the big bucks for Rice. No, they didn't pay the money for him to score goals And this was a deflection. What the hell was a freaking deflection as well? They paid the money for Rice to add some density and some beef to their to their midfield and just some, some more quality in there. But they weren't paying him to score goals. That he popped up with one is nice. But United don't pay Casemiro to pop up with big goals. He can, and he does, and he has before and, and multiple on multiple occasions. But you're not paying DMs to score goals. So I thought that was a bit weird. Like, I wouldn't expect Rice to go on, like, a, you know, this is his fourth goal, like a, a Bellingham run. Like, this is his Boy, fifth goal in five games. Like, that's not Rice. But he's 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 an, he's a, a welcome addition, I would say, to, to their midfield. But is that enough to make them, to put them over the edge? No. Because their real deficiency is who's scoring their goals consistently. So obviously, it <laughs> any 90 minutes, anybody can score. But who's the likeliest to score? Is it Jesus? Is it Enketia? Is it Havertz? Is it Saka? Is it Odegaard? Like, none of those guys are, what would you say, like a goal of game type player. Mm -hmm. So it's going to have to be from a committee. Especially if Havertz is looking like he looks. Like in the first two minutes, was it? He had that chance where he just whiffed. Yeah, he, he, he miskicked it, yeah. Just low on confidence. And then is Jesus at this point a super sub where you're bringing him on and he can do his dribbling and his like, oh, an actual Brazilian, you know? Um, and he sent, was it Dallow? He sent him to get milk. Yeah, sends back to, to, to Lisbon, yeah. So, yeah, they don't have the the pure striker. And I don't even know if they have somebody who can like play. D does that make sense? Like, do they have? There's there there are forwards like Haaland. He doesn't play football really, but he scores mm. goals. Then there are strikers, and just because I'm Chelsea biased, I'll use Jackson. Jackson tries to play football, but he's mm. just not a goal scorer. I don't know if Arsenal mm. have the striker who can play, and they certainly don't have one who just scores. So and Havertz well, is already no, no, playing no, no, in the no, nine, no, but like no, Jesus. In, but no, he's no, not no, starting. So that's what I'm saying. I, I do feel no, he's coming back from injury, maybe lack of fitness. I do believe that 
he is the first option, although Eddie Murphy is okay. making this a bit interesting. But what Arsenal lack is a Haaland, where 15% I test score, but you're there just to freaking score goals. <laughs> so they don't have like a... Like what, and I think what is going to harm Arsenal this season is probably what happened in last season. Do you have a guy who, come rain, come sunshine, he just knows how to put that ball in the back of that net? Mm. And I'm not sure whether they have enough for the ruthless goal scorers, you know, so... Yeah, like, I think their most ruthless player is maybe Saka? Or Odegaard. Like, when Odegaard gets chances, I'm thinking this could go in. But he mm-hmm. doesn't play as a nine. So it's not his job, really, to score. It's part of his job, but it's not the job. So, okay, let's say we gave Arsenal a goal-a-game player. Does that change the dynamic of the season? Are we still saying that that would get them better than City? Defense, midfield, goalkeeper, everything included? I don't know. It- I mean, it makes things interesting. It makes things interesting. No, no, look, see, put it this way. Arsenal, I feel, missed missed something. They missed their chance. And yeah. when they didn't win last season, I was like, you know, City gave you a chance just to steal a dub. And when you didn't take that, I'm not sure you're going to have that same opportunity this season. Mm-hmm. You know? So they, they had the gap and they had games against City to really put the nail in the coffin. 93% of the... T- you were top... But forget about the games against City because this is what I've always said. There was, there was a season where Arsenal beat United twice. United won the, the league. Fine. Mm. Lose to City twice. You can't lose to Southampton. You can't draw against Southampton. <laughs> you can't lose to West Ham. Yeah. Come on, bro. Like, literally, if you win those two games, you win the title. And those are games you should have won against West Ham and, South- and Southampton. Mm. So, okay, so that was the starter. So, what is what was the main course that you were thinking of? Oh, the main course is Sancho and Anthony. Oh, okay. and and we could we could even throw in Greenwood as well. As well. Basically, it's like a three barrel shot shotgun. <laughs> Damn, Sancho, Anthony, and Greenwood. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Go for so, it. So, all right. So, so let me surmise. So, Greenwood. Let's just, go, uh, just actually, let's just go one by one. So, if we want to take each player individually. Okay, Greenwood. So let's let's let's, let's, let's Greenwood. escalate, and I'll 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 let you choose which is escalating. Oh no no oh no let's no oh escalate okay let's start with the Greenwood yes Greenwood we can yeah that's is low <laughs> and will high because I think Anthony is the is like um yeah 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 is it like red alert or something like you know okay. so yeah 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 so Greenwood Hetafe he's he's training he had his first full training session. I was on, on Twitter and Man United in Pigeon says that they'll be following his time at Hetafe very closely. Oh, no. And they, and the Hetafe, I think it was the manager who had a press conference, said, look, the courts found him innocent. We are not lawyers and we hope to build this team around him. Thank you, Manchester United. The way I view it is, what am I supposed to say? So, am I supposed to go on to anything that Hetafe posts with Greenwood and say rapist, rapist, rapist while there, are, while there are pictures of his wife in a Hetafe jersey cheering him on. Yeah, obviously you can, I, I don't want to get into it deep because you could talk about Stockholm Syndrome and those things, but again, it's like he's playing for Hetafe right now. For me, it is what it is. If I'm now so the, oh wow, Greenwood, he's, he's scored a two-piece. Oh my gosh, how can you be Reporting on a rapist, a guy who is violent against women, I'm like, the court, whatever, for whatever reason, may maybe throw things out. That tip sounds wild. 
but that's where that's where we are at right now that's where we're at right now so mm. i think that yes like 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 what like what do you what do you say you know um it's hard to come up with something to say <laughs> it's hard yeah. honestly i think if again i don't think football clubs should have more smoke for your behavior than the government and governmental institutions so if the british court of law can't come up with a way to put Greenwood in jail or convict him or even try him mm. for crimes that we think he might have done or that sound like he could have done something. Like if mm. the investigations from the state aren't stringent enough to put him in jail or to stop his career from progressing, should Hatafe have more justice for him no. than, than the no. UK? No. No, no. Okay, okay. Here, no, hold on, hold on. Here's, sorry, here's the thing. Now, sorry, no, I, I got it. Do you want to be moral or ethical? Don't bring ethics into it. And for me, what are your level of, of ethics? All we have, which we didn't have with Mandy, all we have is the tape. So people will judge you that you've taken upon a player who we know has acted like this through a tape. That's one angle. Another angle is we're a football club institution. We have no business what happens behind closed doors between a man and his wife. Not only that, that same woman is still with him. Now, if that woman was no longer with him, divorced, went away, maybe that's different. But this, bro, there are crazy wild stuff that happens behind closed doors with couples who are still married. That's just life. It's called life. It's called humanity. So as a football club institution, who am I to be judge and jury or be the moral arbiter based on what has happened behind closed doors between a couple who are still together. <laughs> now, so it's that's where I land with it is and this isn't me saying that Manchester United should have kept Greenwood that if my club signed Greenwood I would be happy with it. Of course I wouldn't be. But I don't think Getafe should be in a higher moral position or be held to a higher moral standard than the UK government and the Crown Court. Mm. If, if British laws can't use the evidence that we think we know against Greenwood to convict him for a crime that we think he might have done or that people suspect he might have done, if those laws aren't strong enough to protect women in, in society, are we really holding Getafe to a higher moral and ethical standard than Crown prosecutors? Like, And does that make sense? I don't think it does. No. I think this it's a moment for people who actually care to say, how do we protect women who are put in domestic abuse situations, sexual assault situations, to where the court can actually do something? How do we change the laws to where when evidence like we think we know hap happens or comes out, things can actually be done about it? But to say, Getafe, you now have to do this, or all football clubs across the board, you have to now take a higher stand than the society I mean, you're asking a lot for a football club. That's it's a lot. Or from football That's clubs. That's a lot. And, and maybe you're not even asking a lot. Maybe it's like the bare minimum. Don't sign him. But I feel like it's unrealistic. <laughs> it, it, if a football club's job is to sign good players. And for, yeah. for, for, for whatever we think of Greenwood, he is a talented footballer. So if this was some whack player who didn't have any talent, of course it'd be easy just to be like, no club's going to sign him. But mm. he has talent, and ultimately, that's what that's what speaks in 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 his profession. Do you have talent? Well, you're gonna get more chances. 
which is a sad state of affairs. But again, his level of talent, his level of footballing ability should have no bearing on what the actual court and judicial system and legal system has to bear for his actions or his potential actions. Uh. Because the, the court can't do anything or didn't do anything or chose not to act, that then gives permission to all football clubs to sign him. So why, so why am I, like, it's, it's the logical conclusion of that case. He wasn't convicted. He wasn't even tried. Open season. Sign who, whoever wants him, come take him. You're, you're, you're free to sign. You can't say anything. You can't. All right. So let's we level up. <laughs> if that's the lower level, then Lord have mercy. Yeah, no, no, no. So, next so, so, so next level, Sancho. Oh. So Man United against uh, Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Sancho isn't in the squad. Ten Hag is asked, why is Sancho not in the squad? He says Sancho has not reached the level required of Man United in order to make said squad. Damn. Sancho releases a statement on social media saying that he's done very well in training and alludes to the fact that he's not being picked for non-football reasons and he refuses to be made a scapegoat. And then people are, oh, what's happening? And I've got to give credit to Red Devil Studio, RDS, because RDS then says that this is a bit like deja vu because Sancho released a similar statement before he was moved to, before he made the move to Dortmund about how he feels like he's a scapegoat. So there are two ways you can view this. One way is, is Ten Hag losing the dressing room? Is he being too harsh on Sancho and is he not giving enough of an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Then there's the other angle, which is the angle that I view. Sancho, you have little to no credit in the bank. When you've played, you've not played good enough. When United lost, there was not a single United fan who questioned why you weren't even included in the team or, or in the squad. And you, because you have no credit in the bank, or little to no credit in the bank, you look pretty bad with a poor mentality to release that statement out after Ten Hag said what he said. Because what you do is you try harder in training. And how funny it is, we're, we're going to get there. If he hadn't said anything. You see, now, Ten Hag, you, 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 you can't play him. You can't. Just based on the decorum of a dressing room and of a manager, you can't play him under any circumstance because he's, he has crossed the line. You, you, you can't play him. But funny how things work. If Sancho hadn't said anything, nothing, he'd be playing because we know what's going to happen to a certain Brazilian. <laughs> So mm. if you said nothing, there would, there would be a spot for you because I think after certain information has now come to light, a certain Brazilian may need to be dropped from United. But now it's a situation where you, like, you can't play. You just can't because that's a line that you've just crossed, you know, by saying that because you put the manager in such a bad situation. And that is... That is an unspoken rule that you've broken of the dressing room. Yeah, like, like bro, it is, that is the standard unspoken rule. What happens in the dressing room or in training stays in training and stays in, in the dressing room. And you deal with it in training and in, in, in the dressing room, unless it's something truly extreme that needs to be spoken about. And this is just purely football. So, okay. If 
Ten Hag calls me out publicly, do I not have the permission or duty to protect myself publicly? Journalist asks Ten Hag a question. He attacks my professionalism or says that I'm not doing X, Y, Z. That's why I'm not in the team. Am I just meant to be like, yeah, he's right? Or do I not have the right then to defend myself publicly? Since no. since the member no, 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 has gone no, no, public, no, 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 how come no. I can't go public is my question. Ten Hag didn't say it out of nothing. He was asked a question. And he was asked a question and he was... Because here's, here's, here's the thing. First of all, he was asked the question. If he'd said nothing, it gives Sancho the power. So if Ten Hag said no, no comments, oh, Sancho isn't being played. What's this about? What's, what's Ten Hag doing? So you've lost the game. You've said no comments. That gives fuel to fire, fire of the Sancho FC guys saying that, my gosh, Ten Hag, what was he doing? Why is he not playing Sancho? And it messes it up. You were asked a question. You gave your answer. I am paid to look at people in training and to see who's of a certain level. And it is to my discretion, because that's what I am paid for, to decide that you're good enough for the starting lineup, you're good enough for the bench, you don't even deserve to, be, to make the squad. What you do, Sancho, is you meet him in private, and you have a discussion, and you have a face-to-to-face. Because the unspoken rule is what happens in the dressing room, says at the, at the dressing room, Ten Hag didn't go into serious detail. He just said, Sancho needs to be at a certain level for Man United, and he just hasn't reached, reached that yet. So you can now extrapolate how much you, you want to, but Ten Hag wasn't giving you extreme details. But if a player, remember, a player comes out and says, I'm being scapegoated. These are things that are beyond football. You're messing up with the dressing room, and you and you're making the manager look bad. Ten Hag, what Ten Hag said from your point of view is, Sancho, you obviously need to do better, and obviously there must be something that is happening between you and him. So it is a private discussion that you have with with with, with him. Yeah, but I feel like you know? he called but, but, him but, but out. But the publicly. issue is social media. So because of social no, media, but I feel like he called him out publicly, bro. He said because he's not training well, I didn't pick him. Or select them, or whatever word he used. How is that calling out? I was asked a question, and I and I and I give a, yeah, a, a like response. There are more tactful ways for managers. Like there, there were other players who weren't selected for the squad. So the the answer could have been Jaden wasn't the only one who wasn't picked. There's many people in the squad who deserved a chance. Blah blah blah. Like you could skillfully and tactfully get around the question if you wanted to, but he didn't but want to. Daniel, he, he he gave the honest answer, which was Jaden has been thing playing of- well. But but if but if my boss gives a public answer that questions my professionalism and basically says he's been shit, then I I probably do need to come out and say I've been scapegoated. There are other reasons for this. I've been training well all week. You know, of of course I'm gonna do that. But Whether that's you, but, smart but, 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 is its own question. But, the issue, but like it's logical. The issue, Sanj, but the issue is because how I view it is, you know, you see, if you had been playing well and you've actually been done done well. You've got credit in the bank, so then you could be like, "Man, if he was you, playing you well, he wouldn't need to worry about being in the squad because he'd just be in the squad." So, <laughs> oh no, 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 no! You but know. Sancho has—he has been so ineffective. He's been such a disappointment, like such an extreme disappointment for a guy who's on three hundred thousand a week, three hundred thousand a week. I think that by you coming out and saying that, 
it feels a little bit like a victim men- men- mentality. This, this is professional sports. Again, have a private discussion between yourself nah, and the manager. I'm not with that. And oh, no, 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 go ahead. I'm just, I'm just, I'm disagreeing out loud, but like, I'm not trying oh, no, to interrupt. No, 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 for, for me, not for me, because my thing though is the, he's done this before. That was why when Ardes brought up the fact that he's actually talked about being scapegoated before, this for me feels much more of like a personality thing. So, and this is the, the key crux of the matter and the key thing here. We don't know what has happened behind the scenes. What if mm. he was he what if he was disrespectful and they had an argument? Because that Sancho statement leads me to believe that something happened between both of them. And Ten Hag doesn't again, he ain't gonna go into details as to what, what, what happened. So maybe something happened and said, like, No, you're not making the squad. Because it's true. Even if Sancho has been fully ineffective, surely he can make the squad. So if not make made the squad. There must have been something that happened that we don't know about that Ten Hag isn't going to go into. Sancho is alluding to, but he says he's not going to make it pop up. That's, that's, that's my issue with Sancho. If, if you want to defend yourself from the criticism, give us all the information. Don't say, we can't talk about this. I don't want to get into this. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. If you're going on Twitter, X, and giving your defense against what you feel to be undue criticism from the manager or unfair criticism or scapegoating or whatever, then give us the case, like the actual tangible evidence of why this is off base for Ten Hag to do. Don't say this is, I I can't get into it. Not here. Not now. No, 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 no. If it's not now, then don't tweet at all. And then take half hopes advice and do it behind closed doors. But if you're going to open the door, then give us everything. That's my only issue with Sancho. I, I think, the initial want to defend yourself from a criticism of poor training, I get it. You you talk about me in public, I'm gonna publicly defend myself. But the way you defend yourself, that that has to be taken into critique. So if you and Ten Hag have beef and it's enough to where you need to tweet, then give us the info. If you don't give us the info, then you're not giving us enough for me to actually come on here and defend you in a proper way. Cause I want to know, like what, like what is the beef? What did you did, did y'all have arguments? Does Ten Hag not like you? Did he say something about yeah. your mama? Like what happened? But he's not giving us that. He's just saying things are happening, which then makes it sound even more like a lame excuse. Like what things then? Because that could yeah. just be anything. So no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. I mean, look, it's it's like you shouldn't put us all the sorted details, really, because that's just messy. But. Again, if it's you don't, messy. oh no, no, sorry, but but that's extra messy. If you now on freaking <laughs> social media say yo Ten Hag slaps me and then the face disrespects me and then we 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 got into a fight and he tries to blah blah, then it's like okay, cool, I made mean, this this just but no, but like, that that builds your case though. No, also, no, but then, but then no, again, no, no, like, no, 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 wait, it builds mm. your case and it also ends your United career as well. I was just about to say that, like, if he comes out and says that, then he's done there. But this oh, is his way. Oh, you're, this this you're this done. is like a tactful way to kind of defend myself, but also maybe I can come back from it because I yeah. haven't given enough information. So like I won't get into it. It's kind of like if I did get into it, I'd be done. So I, I don't want to be done enough. here. Yeah. No, no, no. But basically, what he's already done is enough to be to be excluded from from the squad. His, you know, his saving grace, though, is the international break. Maybe in two weeks, we'll have forgotten about this. And I don't think he's going to be with the England team. So, Oh, no. Oh, no. But, but Ten, Ten Hag won't. 
Yeah, yeah, but and yeah, but Ten Hag's not gonna have decision. any press conferences, so maybe something will happen within the next couple of weeks where it won't be as big a news as it is today. So that's his saving grace. Like if there was a game on mm-hmm. Wednesday and press conference mm-hmm. on Tuesday, then press conference on Thursday or Friday, yeah, you know, it, 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 it would all be Sancho. But now it's gonna be this... England and Harry Kane and yeah. whatever. Wait, 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 didn't the Ronaldo interview come out before the World Cup? Was that after the World Cup? I still it's hard it to be before, sorry, it? it's hard to be before the World Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I was talking about oh, if I win the World Cup. So yeah, that came out just before the World Cup, the Ronaldo interview. But then you We're had not, a much longer time though. For it's it Cristiano and Pierce Morgan. Like that's very different than Jaden Sancho. Mm. So we've gone from yellow to orange. So let's go to red. <laughs> Oh, wow. Not to laugh, but like this is this is the yeah. level of escalation. So, well, Anthony. Uh-oh. Um. So not with not no H. I've always no H. Brazilians no in H. their spelling. Like do you know you know Malcolm was named after Malcolm yeah, yeah, X, yeah. but there's they forgot the second L. They forgot the L. They forgot the L. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go for it. So, go yeah, for so basically, so, so Anthony. So um, allegations of domestic abuse against an ex girlfriend. Said ex-girlfriend showed bruises to, I think, her wrist, her head, and everything. Oh, my God. And and after investigations, the Brazil national team decided to exclude him from from the squad for the international break. Anthony released a statement saying that everything is untrue. And, yes, they had a lot of um, verbal altercations. And it was a very, very feisty affair that they both had, but that's everything that she's saying is false. Um, it's just it like, again, innocent to proving guilty, innocent to proving guilty, innocent to proving guilty, but it doesn't look good. So if you have a situation where the Brazilian squad have felt they need to exclude him, United have no choice, bro. United have no choice. Oh yeah, if it's deep enough for Brazil, then it's deep enough for United. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have come on. You have no choice. You have no, no choice now. So, and and I think and that's the thing about social media because again, because again, if this happened in '03, the lady in question, will this newspaper take up the story? Why do you take up? Will O3 this newspaper? All the time? <laughs> okay, no, no I, I I just put the '03, just like like '04, '05. Who cares? Just 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 a random year. Like okay, like if we go to 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 '05 or '06. Would the newspaper t- take it up? Probably. Are they going to put it on page three or page four? No, no. Yeah, probably. I think they would. I, it's whether the general public would care enough about it. No, no, but my thing is that's what's But the newspaper, actual newspaper would pu- definitely... Publication. So, but the thing about social media is... Because you can go back to 2003 and you can find, like, abuse claims in the newspaper from 2003. Like, even online articles. But, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, but the question is, was the public prepared... To be cantankerous, or hmm. um, what was 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 the general public willing to come down upon that person in the same way they are in twenty twenty three? That's the question. Hmm. I think newspapers generally were good at report. Any time that a footballer gets in trouble is good for newspapers and True. tabloids and things. But I think like the 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 twenty five year old now is not the same twenty five year old as in two thousand three. So, like, there's a completely different cultural shift of people caring about domestic assault, abuse, etc. So, that's the question. So, yeah, so, so I think for Anthony, um, obviously, you have to let investigations go through. But 
again, we live in a different world, yo. We're living in a whole different world. And reason why this is more extreme than Greenwood is with Greenwood, they're like back to together now. So that is like a Stockholm Syndrome complicated matter. This is your ex. Mm. So you're not together now. And probably not together because of perhaps what, what, what happened. So again, for Anthony, I mean, what, what do you, I mean, I mean, I mean, what do you do? Because for, for United, you have to exclude him. You have to exclude him. So for United, you have a situation where we already have the Greenwood is out on loan. Sancho can't play based on how you've now um, stepped over the line of dressing room ethics. And with this Anthony thing, he can't play. So, like, so Sancho for, might be back, bro. That's what I'm, I, I think Sancho might be back just based on all the information. You, but, so, but see, but see, that's the thing that if you're Ten Hag, you can't bring back Sancho. Politically, like for him, like it's it's gone too far for him, maybe. No, no, that's what's up for me. Just, so basically, if I was in Ten Hag's shoes, I'm like, damn. Because, and this is if I was Ten Hag. Because for me, I'm Ten Hag, Sancho, you're not coming back. No way. No way. After what if, no, I can't bring him back. No. Unless we settle things fully and you publicly apologize. You make a public yeah, yeah, apology. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'd have to come out and like say it. Yeah. If if everything else is public, then the apology would have to be public too. Yeah. So yeah I'm, I'm, I'm reading on the Guardian. Apology. It says Manchester United are. This was posted today. Manchester okay. United are staying silent despite growing pressure to take action against Anthony, the Brazilian winger who has been accused of assault and domestic abuse by his former girlfriend Gabriela Cavallini, with fan groups and domestic abuse charities calling for the decision to be taken out of the club's hands. So the actual news is Cavalian outlined the allegations via the Brazilian news website UOL on Monday, and they have been reported to police in Sao Paulo and Greater Manchester. The Brazilian Football, Confeder- the Brazilian Football Confederation confirmed it had dropped Anthony 23 from the squad for the upcoming internationals, but United have made no comment on the allegations, which first came to light in June, just two weeks after they confirmed Mason Greenwood would leave the club. And then it kind of goes into Greenwood's story about saying how they let him go. Um, and there's um, Women's Aid believes football clubs need clear policies and procedures on what to do when allegations are made against a player or employee. Um, Tracy Blackwell from Refuge, another UK-based domestic charity abuse, um, domestic abuse charity, said powerful men so often use their status and wealth to silence women. It is important that the FA Premier League and clubs make it clear to their fans that they do not condone any forms of violence against women and girls. Domestic abuse is a crime and should be treated as such. Swift action needs to be taken to adopt a zero tolerance policy to abuse and address this culture of violence against women and girls within football. So, and it, there's, there are other examples. Obviously, he's it's, innocent until proven guilty. He's charged. He's not convicted, but um, it's not yeah, looking it's good just, for him. See, 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 here's the issue here. If the Brazil national team did not nothing, then it's like Greenwood all over again. Let's wait for the courts to do their due diligence and maybe we'll now do our own investigation. Right. What makes it hard for United is Brazil have excluded him. So, uh, so, so by so, Brazil, ex- yeah. oh, if Brazil exclude him, it puts too. United in the, in the limelight. So then all those groups are like, wait a minute, Brazil have felt the need to exclude him. But you're still including him. <laughs> so it puts United in a very, very and bad wonder, light. So like based on the, like these domestic abuse charities and all of these different types of things, 
Manchester United politically, do you want to be put in a position where the Brazil national team looks like a more progressive thing than you? No, you know, absolutely not. Because that's bad for your global standing, your brand. How many, what percentage of United, Manchester United fans are women? Got to be probably 25, 30% at least. Also, and, and here's the thing. This like way you don't want to really be seeming to be like the backwards people here. Yeah. Especially compared to Brazil and people's stereotypical view of what Brazil and Brazilian Boy, culture and is. Those are, well, but, but see, here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. If, let's say, Anthony is excluded and they're thinking of ending his contract, United fans will not feel, or a section of United fans will not feel as strongly against it as they did with Greenwood. Oh, no, 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 I mean, because he was, he's 100 million, he's flopped, he hasn't been good, and Greenwood was from the academy, and, one and of our yeah, own, all of academy. that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, think, think about that, though. So if Sancho's finished, and if, 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 if was a fifth, but if, mm. if Sancho and Anthony are done, how much money is that on the bench, or not even in the squad, potentially? 200-ish? How much was so Sancho? Was he 70? I mean that's that's a lot of money. It's a lot of cake. <laughs> that's a lot of money. It's, it's, to it's be, a lot. It's a lot of cake. Man. Um, but no, you. I I, I might have cut you. You were gonna say about no, 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 no. For me, no. Look, I mean, as I said, I mean, for United, I mean, it's you have a serious situation because the the window is is shut, and you may have to roll up till January without. A Sancho, you know, you know who this Ori, is great for? Anthony. Like obviously, like people must take advantage of like opportunities, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Palestri, Garnacho. If yeah. if if you are who they say you are, now's the time to step up. Like Garnacho almost but, got no, the no, winner. No, 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 but here's the here's the difficulty you know. though. I don't know where Palestri plays. Garnacho's plays on the left. Yeah, but you you'll know. yeah, but you'll have to play on the right because Rashford. Is no, 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 no. Is, I mean, no, obviously so. you have to, but just that. <laughs> sure, I now have game time, but, but not ideal game time. Yeah, that's it. No, for for young players, see if you're experienced, make it work. For young players, always play young players in their strongest position, mm. and that is the best for them to do. Never ever play young players out of position because it's it stunts their growth. So yes, I have game time, but Rashford. By say seniority and experience holds down that left position, so you don't have to now figure out that's right position and make it work. And the way that Ganacho plays and how he likes to cut in, because remember, if you're not playing on the right, you have to play as a winger, so you have to really go into into you have to now play down into the 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 byline. So you, you the way in which you now have to now approach is very very different if you're not playing the out on the right. So, mm. uh. According to Transfer Bark, <laughs> Palestri is a right winger, but he's right footed. Okay. So that's interesting. That's more old school. But maybe mm. they say he's right wing, right footed because the left is always taken by a more senior player. So ideally, he might want to play on the left. It's not like I watch under 21 Uruguay games. So I don't know what his favorite position is. But like, again, that's because the transfer window's closed. For at least another four, four or five months, um, or is it three or four months? Either way, um, January. Like that's who's gonna be your wing options, and I would say like I, 
I'd rather have Garnacho out of position than Sancho based on what he's shown for Manchester United. Even in preseason, I think I watched one of the preseason games for United and Sancho just, he doesn't look it. He no, doesn't look no. right. I think he's never really recovered from like the Euro 2021 slash 2020, but that's my own kind of thing. Mm. Um, like the mental fatigue of missing the penalty, then racial abuse and all of that. I don't know if he's ever truly recovered from that moment, but um, yeah, like the kids, that's who it's going to have to be. And to be fair, that's who it was against Arsenal. Like I said, like Garnacho, I mean, Gabriel did like the smooth criminal kind of thing and um, <laughs> got out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, you called it bullet time. I was thinking, I was thinking Michael Jackson, but you know, bullet time made more sense. Like the Matrix yeah, no, 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 because so. it's like he dodged a, a, a bullet. You know how you want to dodge a bullet? Yo, he hasn't moved up and like that, you know. <laughs> so, other other than that, like United probably win the game. I mean, there's going to be like ten minutes of added time if that goal stood. So, because okay, so, so so where are you with the offside rule? Because I'm so, in the so, same so, place so, I've always been, which is okay. Okay, wait, okay, okay, wait. Let me yeah. frame it. Let me frame it for you. Let me frame it for you. It's offside. So what is the spirit of the rule? The spirit of the rule I mean, is... You, I mean, is you just stole my answer, bro. Yeah, that's what the answer says. Don't <laughs> get an unfair attacking advantage. Goal hanging. Hey, yeah. don't be a goal hanger. Yes, it's offside, but you're being extremely nerdy about it. And you're not really looking <laughs> at this within the spirit of the rule. Because yeah. me being ahead of the last defender by a pubic hair is not... is not an unfair attacking advantage. Okay. So yeah. the rule has to be redone as to where, and that is where, because I know the Champions League have the whole automated system. Mm-hmm. You have to use tech to be like, okay, if a certain um, amount of your body is ahead of the last defender, that's an unfair advantage. It can't be a freaking PBK because that's what's minimal. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. So when VAR was introduced, I've, I thought the main problem with VAR decisions and VAR reviews was going to be the objective calls. So, put, put it this way, like, subjective calls are always going to be subjective no matter what. Even the way the rules are written, they're not terribly clear. And they change them so frequently that it makes them muddy. So, handball. What is a handball? Was his arm supposed to be down? Was it supposed to be up? Um, like, where is it a natural position? I feel like all of that is more subjective. If 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 someone tackles somebody and it's a little bit high, maybe those are more mm. objective. Like the your, your foot was too high, it was over the ball, red card, etc. But because subjective calls will always be subjective, you're just moving subjectivity from the eye of the referee or the linesman or lines women, to someone in a booth. And then their subjectivity gets put together and then they make a decision. The thing that was going to suffer was the objective calls. Because yeah, yeah. If, if you want VAR to seem as if it's working, then everything that can be determined must be determined. So offside is an objective reality. You either are or you aren't. There's no black and white, technically. Because we can go down to the millimeter and figure out, are you on or off? Um, whether, whether the ball has crossed the line is an objective reality. 
Either it has or it hasn't, and we have enough technology to figure it out. But objectivity with offside defeats the purpose of offside, which is why for years, what, what, what were we told? Playing, watching, level is onside. We were told level is onside. And when there wasn't technology to determine what level looked like, or what, what when there wasn't technology to determine millimeters, you just mm. kind of looked. And you, yeah, um, yeah. it was like a subjective, like, okay, that looks level enough. Like, is it, was he on, was he off? Like, it's level. Mm. Gabrielle and Garnacho were level. Yeah. In the old days, it's a goal because, yeah, it was like two millimeters or as you call it, a pubic hair. But ultimately, it's level. And it's not such an unfair advantage for the attacker or for the defender. So you give the, the, the benefit of the doubt. To the attacker, because, you know, we want to see goals, I guess. But, but because VAR must be used and must be seen to be working, we have to strip all the subjective rules and it must be an objective reality. Which goes back to, this is where I, I land on spirit of the law, first letter of the law. And you rightly outlined the spirit of the law is we don't want attackers to be goal hanging and get an unfair advantage. So that's that's the spirit. But the letter of the law, once you give it to people who are, as I've always said, police or call mm. monitors, this is referees. Referees are cops. So yeah. <laughs> once you give it to them and you tell them we need objective calls because this has to be VAR. We, we need to justify VAR's existence. So how do we do that? Every objective call must be made. Um, and that's what annoys me about it. Because for me, Garnacho is level. Levels on side. It's a goal. Yeah. It is what it is. Now, the, the Havertz penalty, that's where VAR actually works. So I guess you take the, the rough with the smooth, as they say. Because yeah. I didn't think that was a penalty, even though I thought it was a penalty in real time. I was like, ooh, that's a penalty. Then you see the replay, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, no, no, well, it's I, he, no, he, no. he made the most of it. And, but, and, I, and but you again, can't see that's I, in real time. I think I would... I prefer living in the world of mistakes now that I've seen VAR in action. Like, Havertz sneaking a penalty would make the game more interesting. Obviously, if Havertz gets a penalty, not even if it goes in, but the nature of the game changes because that moment in time changes the rest of the timeline. So if even the check changes the game <laughs> mm. because the yeah, time yeah. you don't get back. So everything that happens in a football match, one second to the next alters the future. But, but, yeah, but, yeah. but then the, the flip side is the Japan Spain game at the world cup. True. Like without VAR eh, or the, or Japan, the Germany Korea. Remember yeah, the Japan Korea, but like, again, those are things where it's like, that's drastically changed. Yeah. And Japan's progression on the World Cup, whether we are now how we now view Japan going forward, and just how well they did, you know. So, so I, I would, I would, my solution to offside is you have to make the lines that they use. You have to make them wider, and if at mm. any point they converge, you determine its level, and it's onside or it's offside or whichever. Um, obviously, you'd you'd still be kind of just drawing lines, but if you widen the line or you widen the margin of error for a defender or an attacker, I think you create a more level, pun intended, situation, 
which I think is what we want. I think I want it's, that it's, Garnacho it's, goal to stand because it, it, it's, it's it's now no, no, it's no. it's brilliant defending from Gabriel. By the way, yeah, 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 yeah. like the way he contorted his body. Oh was no, no, brilliant. amazing! It was amazing. That was amazing. But amazing, amazing. If we go back twenty years, it's it's a great effort, but it wouldn't have been good but enough. He's on, no, but but see, see, growing up, I remember they said that if you can see daylight between the last defender and the attacker, it's offside. Mm. And I feel that's fair. If there is daylight between the last defender and the attacker, it's offside. If there's no daylight, that is not an unfair attacking advantage. Mm. But if you see that there's literally daylight and there's space between them, oh, bro, you are literally, now your body is ahead of that last defender. That's yeah, like, unfair I, I could advantage. go with that one. Like, if your bodies overlap at any point, then you're onside. Mm. But yeah, it's going yeah. to look weird when my, the, <laughs> my front shoulder and or the back of my, what would it be, left leg lines up mm. with your front shoulder. So it's a whole body length. That's going to be a bit strange. True. But yeah. So, so, yeah. so you, it, it, instead of marking the front of people, you'll just be marking mm. the back. So it won't change the nature of where the lines are drawn. I would just... Just take it up. Just take offside off the VAR remit, but they can't because once yeah, you yeah, open yeah. once you open Pandora's box, you can't then close it back. So we're just stuck with this. And no, no. What, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean. I think unless we get to a, a stage where technology gets to a point where a piece of tech can instantly say, "Okay, eight percent is is ahead. It's offside." Also, and you have bro, an automated system that can view that. This is the only other thing that I don't know if people talk about this enough. When is the picture taken? So we get the image of Gabriel backing up and Garnacho going forward because someone's frozen the frame. There's 30 frames in a second. Someone's frozen the frame when they think the ball is being kicked. But what if it's another frame or two forward and Garnacho's actually really, really offside or it's yeah. actually less? So they need well, no, no, technology but, but, inside of the football to be able to tell this is exactly yeah. when the ball was kicked. Well, well, not just, not, not, not just Mike Dean in Stanley Park just determining, okay, I think that's when Bruno kicked the ball. So then this yeah. is where we'll start our picture. Like there's multiple frames. So which yeah. frame are you picking? That one has always been... A bit strange because a person is moving each frame. Yeah. So if yeah. so if 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 you go back no, no, two I, frames I, I or forward two frames, it's a completely different picture. I think it's as soon as they strike the, the ball. That's what. Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm saying like the the action of striking the ball happens over the course of multiple frames. No, 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 no. So, 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 no. so basically, so which frame is, is being as picked? soon as the foot makes contact with the ball. So that's frame. So the frame where you see the the foot and leather make first contact, that's the frame you 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 take. I don't know no, because I, I don't, I don't, because no, I don't okay, think no, it's no, HH, 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 no, this this is my point with the frame. The your foot will be attached to the ball for multiple frames, not just one frame. A pass isn't that instant. No, 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 no. But this time say the moment. The moment, but, but sorry, I'm an I'm an editor, so I edit like frames and everything. Yeah. The moment the foot f- makes first contact with the ball, that's the frame. So basically, like a ball to foot, let's say it's like four frames. 
before it's released. Mm-hmm. Frame one. Okay. So, 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 so basically, if let's say you reverse that frame, there's no contact. You fast forward the print, there's contact. That's free. I hear you. Once I hear you. make but, contact, but, so that's but, the frame. But how often do we see the still image where the ball doesn't look like a ball, where the ball looks like it's already been moved? Oh, no, 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 no. You see what I'm, I'm saying? saying like, like it that, should be. No, that no, no. Margin that's of error, they, they, they need technology to know exactly when the ball was Yeah. Clean. I mean, like, what it should be is that you, you take the frame as soon as the um, player makes contact with the I ball. hope that's what they do, but I can't be oh, certain hopefully. that's what they do. Um, okay, we talked about Hunger Strike last week. So, small update. He, yeah, his, 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 his mother went to the hospital. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, well, Homeboy has been sacked. Someone just sends me Vilda. A Vilda was sacked. I don't know if uh, Ruby Ellis was... Is he gone? I don't know where he's gone. But, yeah, no, George but the Vilda coach, was, the actual coach sacked. is out. Vilda yeah, is out. his name. He's been sacked. I don't know oh, if wow. the mom is still in hospital or if she's ended her strike. How did he get sacked after winning a World Cup, man? Is because that, nobody likes him. Also, he's like a sac- he might be the sacrificial lamb. Like somebody has to go, so it's gonna be him. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with Spanish football, man. It's weird. It's, it's wild, man. I was gonna put our Chelsea timer. Do you want to talk about Chelsea for like five minutes? Yeah, yeah, give me five. No, no, please, only give me five, man. I'm, I'm, I, I don't need any more. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, here we go. Uh, here we go. Starting down. What about Chelsea, man? They lost to. Oh, I believe for was it Forest? Not even Forest. Nuts. <laughs> like, 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 what's that to be said? <laughs> I think this is what people have to have to accept. Uh oh. This is a youth project. Oh man. It's not a winning product. They are buying players under 25 so they can flip them for a profit in the future. And and then here's here's, here's let me let me ask let me lay this to you. No football club has done what Chelsea are doing ever in history. Do you know why? Because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Because so because no no, Chelsea, you aren't like special. Oh my gosh, like no one has ever done this before. We're really special. No, no one has ever done this because it's it's flipping stupid in football. This ain't baseball. Nobody in football is going to give eight-year contracts to players who are potentials because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. You don't know about long-term injury, out of form, and or 90% of, of potentials don't really make it. Yeah. No, so, so basically, so Modric... Seven, eight-year life sentence now. <laughs> what if he turns out to be a break, not very good? He still has a contract. Okay, you want to send him? Cool. Modric still has the power to say, no, I don't want to go. I want to remain here with this contract. I keep going. So you now have a whole bunch of guys on heavy contracts mm. who are not part of a manager squad. Because what if a manager, let's say Poch gets sacked, a new manager comes in. Sorry, Modric doesn't work for my team. Yeah, but no, no, no. You've brought me in to try and win games. He doesn't work for my team. Now, if you don't want me to win games, fine. But if you want me to win games, Kaiser doesn't work for me. Modric doesn't work for me. So they're now stuck in the squad, stuck around the, on, on a heavy contract, <laughs> and you now have, have an issue. So can you see the stupidity that's happening here? It's dumb. So. My new theory or my new analysis is because of the clauses 
in the Abramovich sale that said you have to spend X amount of money within X amount of years. Also, the clause that says you can't take profit from the club for X amount of years. I think these guys are spending as much money as they can up front on young players to where by the back end, they won't have to spend money anymore. Theoretically, if it goes well, we spend money on young players, 21, 22, 23. That then builds a squad for the next eight, nine, 10 years. We can add pieces here or there, but we really revolutionize it at the start. We give them long contracts. We buy. They wanted Potter because they thought he's going to be our Phil Jackson or whoever, whatever coach mm-hmm. they thought. He's going to be our project guy. And this is going to be our team. Then by the end, we won't have to buy players and all of that profit will come to us because we won't have to buy a a 28-year-old because we'll we'll have had one for the last seven years. I think that's what their idea was. Forgetting the fact that the players you buy have to actually be good. Otherwise, you were spending $100 on, like Enzo was a good one, $100 million on Enzo, $100 million on Caicedo, $100 million on Mudrick. How many, how many millions on defenders? They actually have to pen out, you know. Like, you can't just take all these L's. Then, the worst part, what happens when this doesn't work, but then they now have permission to take money from the club? Glazer 2.0. Take their profits out, because they're not investing this money for no reason. They, they think we're going to make a profit, even if, they, even, if this, even if it sucks. Like, even yeah. if their project doesn't work. Eventually, they're going to start wanting to make money and they will take it from the club itself. So this period, I mean, fans are happy. Chelsea winning the transfer window is fantastic, but you're not really winning the transfer window unless you're buying players that can actually help you achieve objectives. And there's no guarantee that even if the players that they bought work, are they going to be good enough to beat Man City? Are they going to be good enough to beat? whatever Liverpool come up with or United or Newcastle. No. So enjoy while it's hot now. But once they're able to take money out of the club, you think they're not gonna? (laughs) I think we've forgotten. You don't put in 4.5 billion to a football club to not make money on the back end. They're They're just hoping that maybe these players will work out. But you put a hundred mil yeah, on yeah, Mudrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put a hundred mil on Mudrick. Why? Why should I believe in your project? This is that's overtime. Crazy. So yeah. that's 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 my new analysis. No, 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 the- no, 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 bro. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> Chelsea are being used as a freaking Ponzi scheme. I, Accept I it. I can't wait until ten. Years. I, this is we're we're overtime. I should have put six minutes. Mm. I can't wait until these clauses start running out. I could, Abramovich has low-key saved the club already. Yeah. Because he's telling you have to spend and you can't take money. Once these guys can start taking their profits out, good luck. Because I don't think you're going to get wait, the hundred million once their wait, profits say, come see, out. So people are missing that though. It's like it amazes me. I always say, like, you know, never underestimate the stupidity of people in general. <laughs> never underestimate the stupidity of some Chelsea fans out there. You really feel like if Bowley is doing this great thing. He's this amazing thing. Out of the goodness because of his heart, altruistic. Out of the goodness of his heart. Oh, he's finally spending. I'm they're, sure they're, you've they're seen They're spending the now tweets. so they don't have to spend in the future. There we go. And here's the thing. And they're just spending on anything. 
it's they're just spending without without Anything. thinking because it's like because they no, have because, to spend well, the money it's, like, it's, it's not daniel, that they're trying we to signed a guy daniel we signed a country and western singer called jimmy j morgan Ooh. we signed a country and western singer a country singer called jimmy j morgan jimmy j morgan that is know. a country and western name <laughs> <laughs> i don't care i don't care say that is a country and western singer bro like sure. <laughs> if you just look at them and say bro who are these guys like literally so it's because for me it's so obvious that clause is real because let's just spend let's just get this clause out of the way and let's now do what we really want to fr- freaking do i think that's why they have no issue spending these big sums of money because mm. we're contractually obligated <laughs> to spend this money anyway so who cares if we put down 115 on Kaiseido? <laughs> We need to spend this money, and the sooner we spend it, the better. That's really what I think is happening. But but Chelsea fans are they're deluded into thinking they actually like money equals care, like money. Oh, they they care about us because they're spending big money. It's like no, I don't think so. <laughs> if they really cared, they wouldn't be giving these guys nine year contracts. Like that's that's the other that's 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 the real key is the nine year con. Why else would you give someone a nine year contract? You don't no, even no, no, get no, the benefit it, of it anymore because like FIFA because changed the law. So I'm arguing with this idiot Chelsea fans who said, "Oh no no, we have to quickly buy these players very early because the market is inflated." <laughs> yeah, no no, forget the timer. We have to buy these players really quickly <laughs> and, and everything. And also, we have to stand into long contracts that we now have them, you know, so we can now keep them at the, at, the, at the club. And then one comedian was saying that, like, you know, Salah and De Bruyne, we lost them. So if we can keep them together, we can win in the future. Bro. And this is the key that I said. There is a reason why no club in history has done this. Because it's stupid. <laughs> because it doesn't work. So, and they're doing it because... It's a Ponzi scheme. We've been had. We've been hoodwinked. We've been bamboozled. <laughs> We've been led astray. Run amok. We run amok. It's like bro, we, we've we, we've been had. Chelsea have been had. Like you've this been is, had. This is daylight you've robbery. Took. <laughs> it's daylight's robbery, bro. It's daylight's uh, robbery. Shout out to Malcolm. That was a good callback. That was a good callback. Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah, this has been Talking Texas podcast. We thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Um, yeah. what are your thoughts on Malcolm X? No. Um, yeah, I'm at the end of to look. Have where can people find you? Yeah, find me at uh also real quick, just real short, shout out to Jude Bellingham, man. Oh, he's yeah. already out he's already outscored Hazard. He's he's in eclipsed Hazard's legacy Hazard's in five games. In, in, in legacy in, in four games. He's already outscored him. So <laughs> shout out to Jude. And, and Hazard, you can always come back home before retirement. It's good to come back home. But oh, shout out to, to, to Jude, man, he's doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, by the way, like PSG had a low-key, really good window. Are they going to win the UCL? That's all I care about. This, <laughs> I, w- I was going to say this almost tongue-in-cheek, but this would be the year they win it. Like, oh, narratively. Please. Messi oh, leaves, Neymar leaves, nobody believes in oh, them. Please. Bang. <laughs> and then I they don't win believe it. in them. No, no, no. Please. Oh, please. I, I, I thought you'd go with me on that narrative. Like, if, if, if no. you think about the story of football, like Neymar leaves, Messi leaves, and then they win. Wouldn't that be how it goes? No. No, I don't. No? Don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy into that. I, I've, I've, I've been off the LSG train for, for too long, man. I'm, I'm never coming back. Anyway, never but no, back, like bro. Dembele, Ugarte, um, bro, Colomani. Um, Mbappe got his friends. Mbappe got friends of the guys I didn't like, and Mbappe got his, his, his mates. <laughs> yeah, but that's so. good, I think. Mm. 
Okay. <laughs> anyway, halfofootball.com? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, Carl's at the Athletic. I think they. I think he did a live pod with um, Talk of the Devils, so maybe go check that out. If yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw him with them in, in on the Ian Wright's pod and everything. And uh, yeah, is it he's, he's, he's on the Ian Wright's Wrighty's house. Yeah, um, so yeah, go check Carl out. And yeah, talking tactics podcast sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. You know what I didn't say? Check out Trap. Follow us on Patreon. All them good yes, things. Yes, the, but if you made it to this po- end of the podcast, then you already know these things. So just go yeah, do it. Yeah, the new episode's gonna go drop do this it. week, man, for sure. Peace, peace, peace. Peace out. Sports Social Podcast Network.